This is episode 404, What to Do When You Feel Lost, Even If You Know What Your Gifts Are, with Janelle. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I am coming to you right now from my old stomping grounds, San Diego, California, where Steph and I lived, where I lived there first, and then he moved there from Australia. And we had the first year of our relationship in San Diego and got engaged there. And it's just, it was a beautiful place for me to live. And we miss it so much. We love our community in Austin, but it's so wonderful to be back in San Diego. And it's getting me so excited about my women's retreat, which is happening again in San Diego this year. We did it for two years in San Diego. Then we moved it to Austin this year so I could stay closer to home and be with my girl. And we're going back to San Diego in October, 2023. We love the venue there. We, I love San Diego. Um, and it's just, it's just beautiful to do the experience of the retreat and then walk outside and get to breathe ocean air. (laughs) It's just so clearing and beautiful and cleansing. So if you are thinking at all about joining me for the women's retreat in October, apply now. Our early bird discount is going away in June. So get your applications in christinehaster.com slash signature retreat. You've heard me talk about it on the show. Maybe you've listened to the coach's corner. Jill and I did on it. I won't go on and on. You can go back and reference that and everything's on the webpage. I'm just really feeling into the energy because I'm in San Diego and I know it's going to be every year. It just keeps getting better and better and better. So I can't wait to see you there. And even if you've come once, come again, lots, we have lots of people that come more than once. So It's a totally different experience because it's a different group of people. It's in a different venue and you're different, right? We're constantly changing and growing. I want to thank my sponsor for this episode, which is Caraway. I am obsessed with Caraway cookware. Their cookware is high quality, ceramic coated and free of all of the yucky chemicals. I'm super picky about pots and pans that we use to cook, especially with having Athena and now that she's eating all the people food, I want to make sure that I'm cooking on something that's going to be not only great for the taste of the food, but great in terms of our health. So all of Caraway's products are made, again, with any of those toxic materials. Their ceramic naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for those slide off the pan eggs that are so yummy. Over 40,000 people have raved about their Caraway kitchen products. Now it's time for you to try them. So visit carawayhome.com slash over it to take advantage of a limited time offer of 10% off your next purchase. It's exclusively for you. So go to carawayhome.com slash over it. Caraway is C-A-R-A-W-A-Y-H-O-M-E.com slash over it or use promo code over it at checkout. So I think today's episode will speak to a lot of you. A lot of you out there may know your gifts or you've really been trying at a certain career, a certain path for a long time, and you just can't make it work as much as you want financially or COVID really, really set you back. You you know, think you're going great and then something happens and you feel like you're starting at step one again. So if any of that applies to you, you're really going to enjoy this episode when I talk to Janelle about 
how she can fully step into and embrace her gifts and make a living at it. So as you're listening to my coaching call with Janelle, consider, are you doing something that you love, but not making the kind of money you love? Do you think that you can make money and have a living doing what you love? Was your creativity and expression and natural gifts, were they encouraged as a child? Or were you told you can't ever make a living at that? And finally, do you feel like you have a good relationship with money? Do you feel like you know how to make it, know how to keep it, aren't in fear about it? How is your relationship with money? So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my coaching call with Janelle. Janelle, welcome to the show. How can I help? Yes. Thank you so much. I guess what is on my heart these days is just that I recently turned 39 and I feel like it just sort of hit me looking forward to the next 40 odd years and feeling a little excited, but also a little lost. And also, yeah, just, I I feel like the last you know, 39 years have been quite the adventure. And in my career, I have made some big risks, uh, took took some big risks to to really go, like go for it. And and then I, I find myself just sort of tired right now. Like I'm, I feel like I've lost a little bit of my fire for it or my hunger for it. And, and without that sort of like passion and desire, I'm, I'm, it's kind of a shock. Like I I don't, I don't know. It's like, not that I've lost my purpose. Like I know Mm -hmm. my overall spiritual purpose is like love and joy and living fully. Like that's very clear to me. It's, it's just like, I feel like I've fallen out of love of my art form and I'm slowly, like I'm, I'm searching, I'm searching for it. Or maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning into something else. Like I, one of my friends said, you know, it feels like you're really in that cocoon stage and you're becoming this butterfly, but we don't know the colors. And I'm like, yes, but mm. what do I do? And like when I'm in the cocoon, you know, and how do I be patient with myself with it? And, mm-hmm. um, I, I guess like within the past, um, couple of weeks, um, I have been, reinvesting myself in. So I'm a professional dancer, but I came to dance um, through acting. And now I'm like, oh, well, maybe this is a, a beautiful time to to go back into acting. And so I've been dabbling with that and it's been very exciting. And and yet I'm, I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, but it's so daunting knowing how much sacrifice and work and energy I poured into dance and, and just kind of feeling like I'm a little disappointed with, you know, mm. I, I thought I'd be further maybe that's what it is. I'd like to name that like disappointment of just like, I put so much into it and I just feel like I've invested so much energy in something that hasn't re like, and I don't want to feel like a victim because I I know the risks, but it's just like, I really thought it would have invested a lot more back Mm -hmm. into me. And you know, now I'm, I'm what did you think would happen? What did you expect to happen that hasn't? Right. That's a good question. I think I would have been, I I had hoped that I would have been in a place in my career in dance where, um, 
financially, it would have been a little more secure that I would have um, created these connections um, with certain companies and and um, independent artists that there would be a sort of flow and momentum. Um, and, and part of it was it was building, it was building, was building. And then, of course, with the pandemic, it just kind of like rah, dropped. And so I'm rebuilding it back up. But something within those like last two years I don't know, something has shifted in me where I'm like, mm. oh, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just tired of the grind. And I just, you know, wish that I could feel a little more support or security within this, you know, um, field. Maybe I would have been um, a leader where I would have been like found my ex, but I, I feel like I haven't found my ex in a way. Like, what do you it, mean found your ex? Like your X factor? My X factor. Like um, that feeling that, oh, I'm contributing to something really mm-hmm. um, big and it feels fulfilling and I'm in my joy and oh my goodness, like all these years of pouring in, it, it feels like Oh, it's coming back and it and it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'll have these moments, like these projects of, oh, you know, a project here and 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 how great it is, it, it is, but it it it's so short lasting. Like it's so ephemeral. It's so like just like a breath of an inhale and an exhale and it's gone. And and I'm like, oh, that's it's less concrete. And yeah. I feel like now I'm in, yeah, I'm in this place in my life where I'm like, I need concrete. I need yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting because you said, I know the purpose of my life is joy and you know, just to be here, which is true. And as humans, we have purpose, but we also have survival. And it gets tricky mm. because on a on a soul level, we know none of this matters. Like really, none of it matters. The purpose is to live and love and become even more of who you are. And I talked about that in my Coach's Corner episode with Jay Luna, which you can go back and listen to. But then we have survival. So it seems like you're a little bit at odds with purpose and survival. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure more than a lot of people walking this earth, you've had a lot of joy by really doing something that you love. Now, that's mm-hmm. not the only way we can find joy. Our joy isn't dependent on our occupation, but you've really found gifts of yours and you found ways to express those gifts. And that's beautiful. I mean, so many people have dancers or artists inside that never get an expression. So that part, you nailed it. Amazing. The survival part is the part that you're having a little bit of a struggle with. And so what I think feels that feeling of instability and, and, and being lost is going, okay, like, I know I have this artist dancer in me. I know that's part of my gifts, but then I also have this existing and physical world reality needing to pay my bills. And then we have COVID, which for so many people, so many people were making tremendous progress in their career, were building businesses, and then boom, things shut down and it changed for a lot of people. So you're not alone. And I'm not glossing over that. That's a really huge shift. So the question becomes, it's like you need new choreography for your life. The choreography that's gotten you to where you are right now is no longer working for where you want to go. And Mm -hmm. like your friend said, that doesn't mean you're lost. It means you're in the chrysalis. So what do you do in the chrysalis? Well, if we're going to use that metaphor, a caterpillar works pretty freaking hard to become a butterfly. You know, it's it's a whole metamorphosis that needs to happen. So when we're in those chrysalis moments, 
we need to start asking, okay, what, what needs to transform? Like, how do I need to become different? Not from the fact of like, there's anything wrong with me, but what needs to shift inside of me? What is the butterfly Mm -hmm. that's wanting to emerge? And it's not necessarily an actress. It's more like what ways of doing things aren't working anymore. What, what new ways of being need to happen? So if you look back to your, your work, for example, what do you think Mm -hmm. has gotten you this far? Oh God, it's like sheer unrelenting will. Like, just like it was the only thing I could do. Like I was so focused. Um, I think, uh, what's gotten me this far is also being so adaptable, like, oh, okay, this, you know, this isn't working. I'm going to do this. It's been, uh, also the relationships that I've created to support, but also propel me forward. It's also been able to, when I can't find work, I create my own work. So having that sort of independence has really worked. Um, what else has worked? What hasn't worked? Yeah, I guess what hasn't worked in the sense of not like feeling fulfilling is, is taking these short projects in order to survive. Like you, you were talking about survival mode. It's like, okay, well, this is a gig and I got to take it and I'll take it, but it's, it's so short and sometimes things come from it and, and other things. So, okay, what hell? <laughs> this is such good questions, Christine. Um, it hasn't worked. I'm having a hard time with that. That's okay. That's okay. And that might be part of the opportunity. So one of the things that tends to happen at some part in our life is we're, we're asked to look at like, what have I done to meet my survival needs based on fear, based on kind of being scrappy? And Mm -hmm. what can I do to be a little more strategic? Mm. So what do you think I mean by that? In terms of what have I done in order to just get through right? rather rather than like playing a chess game, like thinking five steps ahead? Yes. Well, let me, let me go back a little bit. So growing up, was your creativity really, really encouraged? And, And was it, were you told, did you get any messages that you could support yourself and pay your bills and be wealthy dancing or acting? No. What was told no, I, to you? Um, that uh, it was very, very hard, that there are so many people doing it, that it's like incredibly competitive. At a very young age, actually, it was, it was like instilled in me that this was hard, that this was hard, hard work. And there was, yeah, that fear spirit, right? Mm-hmm. That, yeah, struggling, that it would be a struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and has it been? And it has been a wave of that. Like there have been moments of prosperity and, and, and abundance. Mm-hmm. Like I, and then there have been, I would say, you know, 80, 80% struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when I said strategic, part of being strategic is being really, really, really 
honest and thorough with our own belief systems, Mm -hmm. right? Because if you go into like military ops and they talk strategy, they're going to talk mindset as well. They can have Mm -hmm. all the plans. They can have all the chess moves, but if they don't train for mindset, they're not going to be able to execute. So you have a programming from a very young age that you can't be successful at this. So you've been fighting that since the day you pursued this career. Mm-hmm. It's always been in the back of your mind. So then what's happened? It's been hard. It's been a struggle. Mm-hmm. So part of your strategy is really updating your limiting beliefs, really looking at, okay, what is my story about money? Do I need to do some work? I don't know if you heard Kate Northrup on the podcast. She just had her relaxed money yeah. event and course. Like that would be a great avenue to follow to really shift how you think about money and what your relationship is with money. Because at a very young age, you connected the dots. What I love and money don't go together. And if they Mm -hmm. ever go together, it's going to be very hard and it's going to be a struggle. So that I can understand why you're tired. Anyone would be. Mm -hmm. I mean, any career can be hard if you believe it's going to be. Someone could say, oh man, you want to be a doctor? It's so hard to get into med school. And making it through that residency is so hard. You're going to crash. Like you might, you might, you know, pass, but you're going to be burnt out. And guess what's going to happen? It's going to be really hard. That person's going to be burnt out. They may even have an illness by the time they graduate from med school that prevents them from being a doctor just by the programming. So I think a big thing for you is shifting this programming. It's interesting because we have a coaching institute and we train life coaches. And one of the biggest things we hear as an objection is there's so many life coaches. There's so many people doing it, which is true, but it doesn't mean there's not enough room. And what's so beautiful about the world now is there's not just four television networks and four movie studios. There's so much happening in the world of creativity right now. But Mm -hmm. again, none of that matters if there's a part of you that thinks it's going to be hard. So my biggest tip for you right now at this point in your life, when you're in this chrysalis, because part of that, what the, you know, caterpillar does to become the butterfly is it completely transforms and transmutes things. And so you've got to transmute and transform things because there's been a part of you that's been like, watch, I'll show you that has been very motivating and has like pushed (laughs) you, but you're, you're always up against something. When we have a watch, I'll show you energy, it can push us, but it doesn't really generate a lot of safety and abundance because we're constantly being pulled back by our old beliefs. Mm-hmm. So we can only get so far. So yeah, I watched Kate, the three one, mm-hmm. yeah, the three mm-hmm. episodes. I took so many notes. I was like doing the mindset morning meditations, mm. doing like the circles. I'm really into embodiment. I have, you know, I have like 101 affirmations. I repeat to myself, like, it's, I feel like I'm doing the work, but. Have you gotten to the anger at your parents Mm. for saying that and not supporting your dreams, not seeing you? Have you gotten to the anger of mom and dad? Couldn't you see me as a little girl? Couldn't you see how much I love this? Why didn't you encourage Mm. me more? Why did you tell me I couldn't do this? Why didn't you support me? This is my passion and my love and my gifts. This could have been so much easier. Because affirmations on top of anger is like putting mayonnaise on expired roast beef and expecting it to taste good. Mm -hmm. You've got to get at the feeling piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And 
maybe I, cause I, I, I do remember going through, you know, like the mastery program mm-hmm. that yep. you do yep. and writing, you know, these letters and working through some feelings, but I wonder if I'm like at a new place in this cycle that I like, it's an invitation to revisit this anger. And because yep. I love doing like the burning ceremony where I like write out my feelings and my anger. And then, you know, I, I really like go and go and go and let myself cry and whatever, burn it to its ashes, go someplace, release it, say a prayer. Like I will do all the rituals, but I wonder if I'm in a place where I have to do it again. Well, have you done the actual anger work? The actual like getting the voice out, getting the emotion out because you are an expressive artistic person and just writing may not be enough. You might have to really yell and hit some pillows and, you know, go through my whole anger release technique, the temper tantrum technique, mm-hmm. I call it. I love that one. I love it. Okay. Have you done that more I've than done once? It with, yeah. You know what? I've done it with breakups, but I never thought about doing it with this. Great. Do it with this. Yeah. Do it with this because not having our gifts be seen by our parents and encouraged by our parents feels like a form of abandonment. For sure. Oh my God. For yesterday I was at um, a crump class and I just saw all these. I have no idea uh, what crump is, but I'm going to go with it. (laughs) (laughs) I I can send you a video, but it's, um, it's a form of street dance Mm. and it's so in sync with what you're talking about, Christine, of course, because it came out of oppression and this anger. But instead of going into violence, they used dance to mm. express themselves. I love that. And I have felt such a calling. Like, I'm like, I feel like this is a missing piece in my puzzle mm. that is the key back to my passion and my fire for dance. I love like that. this. Oh my God. And like, just last night I was like, there's something about this that's calling me. And it's so new to my body in the sense Mm -hmm. of like having this, like, you know, these arm swings and these punches and this like expression that's very like violent and very, you know, aggressive is so foreign to me. I, you know, right. And Last night I saw these kids who are like phenomenal crump dancers and their parents were there supporting them. And Mm. I'm like, I felt so much jealousy, like, like gratitude for them. I'm like, yay for the next generation, but holy, like, holy crap. Like I would have flourished with something like this. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's like part of my reparenting that I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So this is it right? Mm. This is it is, is going, okay, what is the, I love that you're doing the money work. I love that you're doing the mindset work. Mm. Then the next piece is, you know, what, what made this so hard? It wasn't just the fact that I was told I couldn't make money at it. It was the fact that I felt abandoned. Mm -hmm. I felt unseen. I felt like my gifts weren't nurtured. And that's something to be angry about, not forever, but to, to move that energy through. And I think that that, when you tap into, and I see it all the time when women come to my retreat and they go through the anger ceremony that we go through the, the fire and the clarity, um, Mm. and the strategy, since we talked about that earlier, like there, there's steps, 
for what needs to happen mm-hmm. becomes so clear because it's like they they tap into a wellspring of power and fire and clarity. And you could feel it when you left the class, like moving your body like that, allowing those that body to have that more aggressive, uncontained mm. freedom movements that are messy at times and that are just big and that are warrior-like and that like puts you like yeah. into that root chakra. Really, it makes you feel super powerful. And in mm-hmm. times when we're scared about our next steps, that's a beautiful feeling to have. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement would be, it seems like you're in a, and you even said it yourself, you're mm-hmm. at a bit of a crossroads, chrysalis, whatever word we want to use. You're absolutely not lost. I know it can feel like that, but you know we have to be mindful of our words because yeah. loss makes us feel very disoriented. It's more you're at a place where you're starting to do things and come at things a different way. So that part of you that's like, well, I'll show you, right? That's what you've used the anger for. But what it's done is created a push-pull because it's like, Mm. I'll show you, but I'm really scared underneath Mm -hmm. because of everything you told me and because I didn't have the support. So we don't want the repressed anger propelling this rebel part of you because that's only going to get you so far. What we want to do is give that angry little girl a voice and and underneath it, she's hurt, right? Because she's like, why, why? you know, you know, I love this. And this is not about making parents wrong or anything like that. We're just talking about what happened. They were doing the best they could with what they Mm -hmm. knew, but it's okay to be angry at our parents. Like not forever, but it's, we want to like let it be okay to move that emotion through. So eventually we can get to forgiveness. And so that your anger becomes something that um, like is the doorway into your passion. And so you can mm-hmm. be propelled forward from that place, like a conscious choice place versus a reactionary place. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's coming up for you as I'm saying all this? Yeah. And, and I mean, it's so clear. Uh, I, I guess I, <laughs> I felt like I had so many tools but didn't know how to use them. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I have all these tools. I'm like, yes, it makes sense. I've done this before, but it's like, oh yeah, I didn't think about, you know, using it in this, in this, uh, towards this area of my life. Right. Having right. that outside voice gives me like just a next step. Cause sometimes yeah. I'm just, there's so many steps. I know. <laughs> there's so many, there's so many possibilities, you know, yeah. I'm looking at Kilimanjaro and I'm like, well, I don't know. There's like a billion ways to go about it. Right. But now it's like, okay, well, here's the brick in the road. Right. Oh, okay, that's the next step, right. right? Right, 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 right. Yep, exactly. And when you clear the anger and work through that hurt and those feelings of abandonment, for lack of a better word, like a piece of you, right? That, that piece of you felt really abandoned and not really seen and taken care of. Your sense of safety and security is going to shift as well. And it's, it's really hard to feel financially secure when we're in that rebel reactionary place. Mm. Yeah, because energetically it's not very stable, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I even think of protesters, right? Exactly. Like there's just something very erratic in the energy right. rather yeah. than, I love this word. I wrote it down. Warrior life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause mm-hmm. to me, a warrior is very rooted mm-hmm. yeah. and they have, you know, tools, but they also have shields, but they could also just sit in peace. Like there's just so many versions yes. of this archetype. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's why, um, at my retreat, we go into the archetype of the warrior woman when we go into our anger release, because mm. that's what we really want to embody. And we want to learn the difference between chaotic release which the, the crumpet, is it crumpet or crumps? I, I, I just Crump. think I called it a biscuit. Uh, crump that. I'm going to be Googling that. It's a bit of that, like just energetic, chaotic release, which is amazing. And then the emotional release part, the anger release piece. And if you go to christinehaster.com slash anger release, you can download the temper tantrum technique, but it sounds like you already know how to do it. That attaching words to it and really getting our emotional expression out, it it takes it beyond just being like a physical release and helps Mm. us clear a lot of the belief systems and helps the inner child feel like she has a voice and heard and all of that. So that would be my recommendation for you to keep working on that relationship with money and updating your beliefs, but really also getting to the anger and, and making your inner child know that her gifts are valid and they can sustain her and she can feel secure. And, and also, you know, the other thing to just keep in mind is our gifts are there for us to enjoy them. They don't necessarily have to be the thing that makes us money. And I think, I think a lot of people spend their life trying to make money at their gift or, or some people just take a secure job at the bank and never dance, even though that's their gift because they think that they have to. But I have found so many people find so much peace in life where they have a job. That's a job that makes them feel, you know, can help them exist in this 3D reality survival world that we all play the game of. And they dance you know, on weekends or they volunteer or they teach classes or whatever. And I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm just saying that, that for, for everyone listening to like, if we can't make money doing what we're gifted at, or we can't make the kind of money that we need to, that doesn't mean we're a failure. And that doesn't mean we're not good enough at it at all. Because the point of our gifts is to be able to express them in the world and enjoy them. The point of our gifts is not to pay our bills. Sometimes it happens, but it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not the only way. And I think a lot of people feel like a failure if they can't make a sustainable income doing what they love. But to me, as long as you, you find an avenue and expression for it, like you're not failing at all. So I share that not just with you, but for all the listeners, because I think it's really, really important that we don't always marry like gifts Mm -hmm. and purpose with survival. Yeah, because it can really um, drain the joy yeah. of it when you're reliant. Yeah, yeah. On taking a gig because you have to pay rather than exactly. This is an expression of like my truth. Exactly, exactly. Well, I see you, and I see your beautiful gifts, and I hope this helped a little bit. I hope to help you see you even more. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. 
So thank you, Janelle, for your vulnerability, for your courage, and for teaching me what crump is because I Googled it and it's freaking awesome. I might have to try it. Although I'm sure I won't be nearly as good as anybody that I just watched on YouTube. But anyway, I digress. So some very important themes that I want to highlight here. And I'm going to start with what I talked about at the end. Your gifts do not have to translate into a career. And there's nothing wrong with you if you can't make your gifts translate into a career. It's completely possible to have a job that you like, that isn't toxic, that you don't mind going to, but isn't your passion, you know, isn't like you shining your light and gifts in the world. We all have gifts. Some of them translate into a lucrative career. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes your gift is something that you express creatively as a hobby or in your family or in your relationship. There's so many ways our gifts can come through and they don't necessarily translate to a vocation. So you're not a failure if you haven't found your passion in terms of a career. It's more about giving yourself permission to explore what naturally comes to you and what you naturally loved without the pressure of needing to make money at it. Now that said, it also is possible to make a living doing what you love. But in many cases, such as in Janelle's cases, we were programmed at a young age that we can't do that. So for Janelle, she even said her creativity wasn't encouraged. Her parents said it will be very, very hard. There's so many people doing it. If you try to be a dancer and an actress. So at a young age, she it was instilled in her. It's very, very hard. So then what happens is she's got two competing intentions, two competing belief patterns form. One is, oh my gosh, it's so hard. I can never make it. And two is I'll show you, I'll prove it. So she's got the rebel on one side and the one that like bought into all the BS beliefs on the other side, which is why she's going to you know get to a certain level and then feel like, oh gosh, I can't get to the next level or I can't sustain myself. So it's you know four steps forward, three steps back, or four steps forward, four steps back, or just that constant back and forth of really not being able to fully step into making a career as a dancer and an actress. So for her, there were two parts to this. It was really looking at her relationship with money instilling a new belief program around money, not the ones her parents instilled in her. And two, giving that that younger girl, that inner artist within her, the opportunity to express herself and specifically around her anger. Because it does breed a sense of abandonment when your own parents don't support and nurture your gifts. And So many parents come from the place of wanting the best for their child, but the best according to what the parent thinks is best. So a parent thinks, oh my God, dancer, actress, she's never going to make it. She's going to be broke forever. I've got to encourage something else versus really nurturing and seeing, wow, she's got such a gift for performance. I'm going to nurture this. I'm going to get out of her way, let her run with this and support her as best as I can. So when our parents abandon our gifts, we often abandon our gifts or we go the rebel route and have that prove it thing, but there's not a lot of safety in that. So the other thing I want to highlight is that we have our purpose, we have the gifts we want to express in the world, and then we also have our survival needs. So it's important, and I talked about this a couple episodes ago, it's important that we take care of our basic needs. One of those needs is money. Before we think, oh my gosh, I'm just going to go explore my gifts and everything's going to work out. It's important to look at, okay, what are my basic survival needs? How do I make myself feel safe? So when I go and pursue fill in the blank, 
I don't feel like I'm walking across a tightrope without a safety net. So the other part that was going to be really important for Janelle is to think a little strategically about how she wants her life to go. And strategic doesn't just mean, okay, what is the plan? And what is the quote unquote budget? And da, 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 da. Strategically is also, okay, what are the inner blocks that keep me in this cycle of really not being able to make money, not being able to make a living and doing what I love? Because she's not lost. She's not lost. And I love the metaphor of the chrysalis. She's in this transformational place where she's got to do a little digging. And it might be a little hard and it might be a little uncomfortable, but if she sticks with it, she then emerges transformed as this beautiful butterfly, really stepping into her gifts, her light, and her path. And I encourage you all to think about, okay, where am I? Like, am I still in the caterpillar kind of chugging along? Am I in the chrysalis? Am I in there trying to figure things out, doing my work? Or am I really ready to emerge as a butterfly and take some risks? You know, I've got enough of a safety net. It's time to go for it. And remember, everyone has gifts. Everyone has gifts. Not not all of them translate into a career, like I said, but every single one of you listening right now has beautiful gifts to share with the world, and it's time to start sharing them. All right, everybody, that's the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.